This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on health scenario in Bihar. The participants are Professor M V Padma Shrivastav, neurologist, and Aditi Tandon, journalist. Bihar is seeing an acute onset of an epidemic called the AES, acute encephalitis syndrome, which has claimed the lives of over 100 children. About 200 children have also been cured during this disease cycle. But quite clearly, the government bothered about what's happening in Bihar. Earlier, we'd seen similar cases in Gorakhpur and other geographical locations. What, according to you, is this problem, and how do you respond to such a challenge? Because the gravity is huge. Acute encephalitic syndrome is actually a mixed bag. It's not one organism. So the acute encephalitic syndrome per se is clinically, when there is an acute or subacute, essentially means over a period of few hours to days there is fever, there is headache, and there is rapid deterioration sensorium. The patients lapse into coma. They get drowsy. They may have seizures. They'll have epileptic attacks, and they will have various kind of neurological deficits. And most of obviously, it has a severe. If it is not treated well in time, it can lead to death. So this acute encephalitic syndrome per se could be because of the viruses, which we are most aware of. The commonest thing that you know of is Japanese encephalitis. It it comes out. You know, it breaks into sort of an epidemic across the country. Besides Japanese encephalitis, whole host of other viruses can also cause this acute encephalitic syndrome. You heard of dengue, so dengue can also cause an acute encephalitic syndrome. Similarly, you have other organisms which are beyond viruses, which are called scrub typhus, and there is whole lot of the new knowledge which is coming there. So essentially, what was thought to be only because of Japanese encephalitis is no longer true. Even in India, in fact, there's a lot of literature coming from SGPGI from Lucknow. They've shown that, in fact, the percentage of Japanese encephalitis is a teeny, weeny, weeny bit. There are a whole lot of other viri, whole lot of other organisms which can also cause a similar syndrome. So, therefore, it's essential to know what is the organism. Therefore, if there is a specific treatment for that, that can be instituted. But as you know, except for herpes simplex encephalitis. Which is the most common cause of sporadic encephalitic syndrome, Japanese B and other viruses. You don't have a specific antiviral drug. Said that a supportive management, which is instituted in the right time, can save a whole lot of lives in this. You just said that there is a host of factors that could be causing this AES onset in Bihar and wherever it happens in different states of the country. Now, what I want to ask you is, there's a lot of debate going around the fact that perhaps hypoglycemia is happening, and because administration of glucose to children in the margins of the society, because they live in poor areas, bringing them to primary health center is a challenge. Is this also about time management? Is it possible for governments to save the lives of children by enhancing Health structures, primary health center facilities. You know, merely administration of glucose can make a difference. Is that correct? Partly, I guess yes. When you talk about these kind of epidemics, outbreaks, and you have a kind of a pattern which has already been established through epidemiological you know, surveys and data, which we have a big data which has been collected over probably decades, then maybe the set pattern should be able to then preempt. Such a thing happening. Therefore, you get you institute preventive measures and look at what's causing these outbreaks. Yes. Again, what we're looking at is well, it is not just health. 
now health, socioeconomic status and you have the infrastructure for good clean drinking water and obviously nutrition. There are so many things which come into play and even the roads and transport and access, availability of a healthcare system and a healthcare delivery system. All that, yes, definitely comes under an administrative process with its government, you know, and of course several other rungs below that. But also, of course, as a responsible citizen of this country, I guess it's a responsibility of each one of us to be able to have a part in this. In these kind of epidemic encephalitis and what is being specifically talked about in Bihar and the little children who are coming down with it and consumption of this lychees and then this concept of hypoglycemia, I don't know exactly whether everything is cut and dry and known. I think there are a lot of gray zones there and there's still clarity required. But yes, it's been talked about that there is this thing about glucose and there is this malnourishment which is probably predisposing to several kind of toxins or I would assume when the nutritional requirement is there, there is malnutrition. Anything which afflicts such an individual will be really humongous in proportions. And that's no brainer, that's no rocket science to understand. So if it is giving glucose, maybe it doesn't come down to such simple things. But yes, healthcare delivery system starting from primary healthcare is absolutely of paramount importance and fortifying that and not just build citadels of excellence which are fast-flung only in tertiary care centers won't be an answer. And that is true for the entire developing world which includes India. Would you as the expert in this area have any message for parents who are living in these remote corners and in villages? Can these children actually be saved through any kind of preventive mechanism? You just mentioned the nutrition factor which of course is always a challenge in our country. Malnutrition has been a challenge yeah. for decades. Is there anything specific you can send out as a message to parents who can perhaps look at how to protect yeah. their children? See, when these epidemics happen, whether it is encephalitis, whether it's dengue, whether it's malaria, we always say that Swachh Bharat. So you come down to again uh, clean, portable water, clean surroundings to live in. Now, it may still be a challenge in a very poor socioeconomic status to even achieve that. It is probably easier said than done. And that's where probably the help is required of regulatory agencies which are able to help this, this strata of people to know this and achieve this. But yes, keeping clean and not have these breeding grounds, which is again a common knowledge, but maybe that knowledge is not percolating down to that strata and maybe their priorities are different. It's easy for us to sit and say, oh, you be clean and keep your surroundings clean. How they are able to achieve it is also a challenge. But if you tell me for a parent, yes, and for parents who are probably struggling to survive themselves, can only say this that they have to be keep the surroundings clean, not have mosquitoes bleeding there. Because a healthy environment, I think by itself, a clean environment will rule out a lot of infections because these ultimately are infections and they are bred by unclean environment. And yes, they say that don't have lychees, empty stomach, cause nutrition. They have to be tremendous government help to get the nutritional status of these patients up and reach out their help as soon as possible. At least on their side, there should be no delay. Of course, later on, the fortifying system for a delivery care of these people will be a collective responsibility of the entire government, yes. Dr. Srivastava, what I want to also know from you, 
what is it about this season this humid rainy season that aes always comes back in this season probably again the breeding of these vectors and it is not difficult to understand that that you have this hot and then getting into the humid part of it that's probably the where they really breed and so it seems such a small thing to do that to just disallow this breeding and have the sprays or have everything nice and clean and dry but i guess it's a herculean task otherwise when you're looking at the mammoth size of geographic areas which needs to be done and also the access to go and do this in these communities but i think it is essentially the breeding season for these vectors which bring up these epidemics and do the hot and humid conditions then enhance the disease and the vulnerability of the patient also i guess yes because the dehydration probably sets in and then you have the electrolyte disturbances and everything becomes sensitive and everything becomes sort of vulnerable to the toxemia or the sepsis which sets in with any infection which comes in Dr. Shivasa we have known for a while now that there's a cyclical pattern to JE and AES death we've seen that there are endemic states we've seen it in Bengal earlier Bihar we've seen it in UP's Gorakhpur and there's a huge challenge and government accepts yes. this and tries to address it is there any way the government can preempt through maybe information education communication campaigns go into the communities which are vulnerable and perhaps warn the parents beforehand rather than have this kind of a challenge at yes time. and that i guess is is done in uh, some parts of the world they do that and as you said when you have a pattern over several years then i think it seems sensible that you design those preemptive measures which obviously would just not be just fortifying the hospitals it has to go beyond into the community into several areas which is beyond health those systems as i said even the transport the accessibility so that the roads and transport also you talk of electricity you talk of water you talk of the water resources therefore the clean portable water and of course the nutrition so everything has to be included into this very cohesive collective multi-pronged sort of an approach to be able to deal with this epidemic and i completely agree with you that community training community education be able to have some something some sustainable program within the limited resources that we have so that they can sustain absolutely if india could eradicate polio yeah so why not yes and it can certainly prevent these deaths what i want to ask you is is surveillance important to this yeah, whole yeah, effort because yesterday health minister has put out a very important statement where he says that five virology labs will now be set up across different districts of bihar which means that we are short of data on what's happening we do have very good virology labs across the country i know of some very good virologists from nemhans and other areas yes probably we certainly have to do more and that's probably definitely the art of the need but the data is i guess is coming in the data may need to come more but also i guess it has to be very systematic and wherever there is an acute situation there is a lot of activity which goes on and then it all peters down so sustaining an activity is probably also the most important part of it you start it now you maintain it till the next year and be able to prevent the next year's problem it's like dealing with floods so this pattern should be able to fortify your efforts 
every time there's an situation there's an immediate response all of us talk about it there are these news items and everything and then everything peters down it's like human nature so in these situations that shouldn't happen till you actually reach your goal and the next epidemic shouldn't happen or has to come down remarkably reduce then we know we are on those path till our such time I, i don't think we can let go of this this momentum which has been built up now should go on it's tragic that we talk about these things when they happen but that's how life is i want to know what is the kind of medical and health infrastructure that is needed to save a child once a child reports sick with this kind of a symptom? critical care because yeah. what happens with an acute encephalitic syndrome is it's a spectrum nutritional status is good they have good immunity they could just have headache and some fever and that's it then they recover on the other hand you have such severity that they are on a ventilator they are on life support they need medications to support the blood pressure they will have such kind of severe seizures and you need these anti convulsants and various varieties of them so that kind of a critical care system would be required so those critical care systems obviously won't be there at every healthcare delivery pathway so there should be standard operating protocol set in place which child is treated in a phc what are those sops wherein they quickly referred and the availability of transport quickly to the next delivery system and who are the children who will go on to the tertiary care where they would be on ventilators and there you would require a tertiary system that entire pathway has to be kept in place SOPs made validated and put in force so you need a big workforce but every child can't be treated only in PHC or the district hospital nor can entire load go only to a big hospital that way you will get flooded and the things will get diluted i think you need to tailor what are those features which would tell which child will be treated in which level of healthcare delivery system and that's possible to be done but critical care in remote villages so that's where you have the sops wherein they are not treated in villages they quickly transported to a system where there is availability the district hospital will have those sops in place checklist this child has this 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 therefore he's not treated here he'll be transported to the and they have that leeway wherein they have the access to the tertiary care thank you so much for your time thank you You were listening to a discussion on health scenario in Bihar. The participants were Professor M.V. Padma Srivastav, neurologist, and Aditi Tandon, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.